a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Some final thoughts on a Monday. Great to be with you as always. Uh, Really interesting. One of the things that I often look at, whether it's at a business or a community or a legislative body or an administration, it's always about what are the, the results, what's actually being accomplished and what remains to be done. That's always the test for me. Uh, I don't care about a whole lot else in between uh, because if the results aren't meriting where we started and where we are, then we got to have a different kind of conversation. And often in our public dialogue and debate and legislative action, we, we should consider the consequences of what's being done. We, we have to demand transparency and we have to measure results uh, against a, a set of metrics. And I think the metrics uh, can best be summed up in what we like to refer to as the Pyrrhic victories and the Potemkin villages. Uh, these are long ago legends, uh, but they have such significant lessons for us today. So let's start with the Pyrrhic victory. You're probably familiar with that phrase. Uh, A Pyrrhic victory is one that causes such significant losses on the victorious side that it actually should be considered a defeat. Uh, Now, the expression actually alludes to uh, to King Pyrrhus, uh, who achieved a stunning victory over the Romans in 279 BC, but lost all of his best officers and many of his troops in the process. So after the battle, the king declared another such victory, and we are lost. So the Pyrrhic victory. And far too many across the political spectrum are pursuing Pyrrhic victories for their chosen cause or ideological position while leaving a wake of division and destruction behind them. Empowering principles, enlightened public policy, need not be sacrificed for the sake of these Pyrrhic victories. And it's something we've seen a lot of late, and we'll hear about it more in the coming days as we are 37 days away from election. So those are the Pyrrhic victories, victories that come at such a cost that they actually should be counted as defeats. Uh, How often are we doing that individually? You may win an argument with a colleague or a spouse, but at what cost? Is it a Pyrrhic victory? Is that a victory that is such a significant cost that it really is a defeat for you in the end? Now, the other challenge relates to Potemkin villages. Now, Potemkin village refers to the artificial facades used in order to have people believe we are something that we're not or create an image that's really incongruent with the reality. And it actually comes from 18th century Russian legend where a local governor wanted to impress Catherine the Great. The governor, so desperate to impress, went so far as to assemble facades of impressive shops and homes and businesses to create the image of a thriving community and a really robust economy. 
And there are many living today in individual or organizational Potemkin villages of their own making. And I saw this as a business consultant over and over and over and over again. Potemkin villages can be built out of slide decks. Uh, I've seen it presented to board of directors. And the board of directors thinks they have this thriving, amazing, high-impact organization. But if they looked behind it, they'd see it was just a facade. And again, going back to Russia, I actually think what Russia's army currently is, is a Potemkin village, clearly. Uh, Once it actually faced Ukrainian forces, it's shown that it was much more veneer than real power. So we've seen it there live, up close and personal lately. We see it in businesses all the time, and we see it in our politics and in government. That often we have this really nice facade. If you look at it from a distance, it looks like, wow, that's amazing. That's fantastic. But then you get a little closer, and it's like, eh, maybe not so much. And you get really close, and you realize it's not even real. And a lot of those things can be constructed out of PowerPoint slides or 30-second television commercials or very glossy brochures. Uh, We even see that uh, in the way we often present ourselves individually on social media. You want to talk about a society of Potemkin villages. How often is what we're putting out on social media nothing more than a facade that makes our life look as if it is perfect? From what we eat to the workout we just completed, to the work we're doing, to our perfect children, everything in between. It's a Potemkin village. And what we should expect of ourselves and what we should especially expect in our communities, in our corporations, and our institutions of government has to be real. And we do need to look at it up close and personal. Because when we, when we look at the results, they're devastating. So again, there are so many individuals, so many organizations that are living in these Potemkin villages of their own making. Uh, that's no longer real. So where do we go from here? That's the big question. So to me, if we look at those two components, the, the pursuit of a, a, a Pyrrhic victory, again, whether that's personal whether that's community, whether that's organizational. And the construction of mental or institutional Potemkin villages prevents us from having meaningful conversations and serious discussion on challenges and issues that we face in our country and in our communities. As I said, as a consultant, I saw businesses completely collapse when everyone thought everything was great because it looked nice and shiny on the outside, but the inside was empty. It was less than a facade. So on issues ranging from immigration to school safety to tariffs, gun control, uh, inflation, gasoline tax increases, steel tariffs, education funding, there are a myriad of issues. And in all of these, there are strident, loud and angry voices shouting and petitioning from opposite ends of the spectrum You have politicians and operatives and lobbyists and special interest groups that chart courses that ensure any victory will be 
purely a Pyrrhic victory. Or they've constructed arguments which are all facade, no substance, and actually ignore reality. So those are the things that we got to challenge ourselves today. Because significant and lasting solutions are most likely to be achieved through policies that emerge from broad input, from careful deliberation, and most important, from thoughtful discussion. And that's rarely going to happen within your social media feed. Virtual Pyrrhic victories from Twitter battles and melting down someone's social channels, uh, the outward appearance of the Potemkin villages from from Facebook and other social media outlets are a daily part of most of our routines. And so we have to figure it out that we got to quit engaging in the Pyrrhic victory stuff or the building of Potemkin village stuff. And that's up to each of us to change the public discourse. And if we can avoid the Pyrrhic victories or the Potemkin villages, then we can start getting comfortable with uncomfortable conversations, have real debate on critical issues. So positive, uniting victories, along with real substantive solutions, shouldn't be the stuff of myth and legend. It should actually be how we function individually, as a state, and as a nation. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that'll make a difference. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.